0: Up. Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as well always by my co host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people submit to us and uh, give our honest reactions to what we hear. It's oftentimes our first time hearing the release in question, oftentimes our first time hearing the band in question, but not always. And sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, sometimes we're ambivalent, but ultimately the goal is to just put new music in your ears encourage you to engage with it by purchasing releases and going seeing going and seeing bands now that that is becoming a possibility again. Um, we're not critics. It's not a review show in a traditional sense. We don't make a whole lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just like talking about music that we enjoy Uh, or at the very least a genre that we enjoy that is filled with a whole lot of music that we don't enjoy very much Um, (laughs) and uh, the format for the show is that we've got 10 bands of the queue every week. We roll some dice and we get through uh, a handful of them. It it varies as I was just looking at old episodes uh, evidently sometime in the past couple months we had an episode where we got through nine bands. Um, I don't remember us getting through nine bands in an episode but it happened. Other episodes we'll get through five if we're lucky so um, it just it just kind of depends. Usually it's a bare minimum of five. I think that's like our unofficial we have to hear at least this many bands for this to qualify as an as an episode, to, you know? Yeah. Um so uh so nate you know what we missed? I mean, I didn't miss it technically because I found out about it in like the last hour that it was going on and I popped over there real quick, um, but didn't get time any time to like actually shop because everybody was breaking down their stalls. We missed the fucking record show yeah whatever there was some good vendors there man there was some really good shit there like i didn't really get time to go through stuff because every like i said every, everybody was breaking shit down and i only heard about it because um my girlfriend David and i were out like just hitting antique stores and stuff and a few people mentioned it and i almost didn't go because i'm like ah, it's already so late in the day and then at the last second i'm like all right well you know there's like 45 minutes left let's just stop by and um I didn't get an opportunity to really go through a whole lot of the records that were there, but it looked like there was some good shit. But I did manage to score a couple like $300 t-shirts for like $15 a piece. Um, so that was cool. Uh, that, That's pretty cool. Yeah, shit that I'm going to keep. Because at, at many, as some of our listeners may know, I do sell t-shirts for a whole lot of money. What you may not know is that I don't pay a whole lot of money for t-shirts because I'm not a rube like my clients. What shirts were they? Um, it's a ride, ride going blank again T-shirt from the early '90s. One of my favorite uh, British shoegaze bands, and a uh, Cure wish uh, tour T-shirt from the early '90s as well. There you um, go. Very underrated record, and he had a bunch. He had a bunch of other cool stuff there too. Um, he's actually a local dude. He used to have like a a booth at the flea market where he sold like toys and video games and shit. And uh, a couple of years ago, we like started talking about T-shirts, and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, I have like hundreds of these old band T-shirts." And I was like, "Dude, you should really let me look through those, because like I would, I would snatch those up off of you." And he's like, oh, "I'm probably just gonna part them out on eBay, you know." And uh, just so happened, he was he was at the record show. so I bought some stuff off He had some other good stuff too. He had some like pretty crazy old comic book T-shirts. We actually got. We, this one I got for Zavin because it's too small for me, but I got a pretty gnarly Spider-Man t-shirt from 93 for 15 bucks that might be upwards of like a $500 shirt. So. Yeah, you'd
1: be an idiot not to sell that. Well, but we are idiots. So I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's a no-fucking-brainer. But, see, I can't. I I can't
0: buy used T-shirts. So right because you're you're a, a man of large stature.
1: I am a man of fat stature. <laughs> I, well, I am you're, so you're larger fat. than you are fat. I, would, I, I would am argue. so fucking fat right now. <laughs> I we so I have been suffering since we ate those pizzas last night at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, that's a, So if, if you find yourself eating an extra large pizza in its entirety at eleven o'clock at night, uh-huh. that's when you know you're fat. Yeah, for um, sure. Well, I mean, I,
0: you, you've seen me. You've you've seen that the last year has not been kind to me. You you uh you were definitely uh fat.
1: Yeah, for um, sure. But I had half that pizza gone before you guys were even on your second slice.
0: That's true. Yeah,
1: and I have done nothing but suffer for it all <laughs> day today. I feel like shit, and I, it's like it's broken me. I'm like, I I gotta lose. I got I gotta get in shape, right? It's difficult. I found that it's difficult for me to get under like 280 pounds.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: very difficult for me to do that. Yeah. I always float around to around 300, 310. Um, I'm probably closer to 310 right now, but God, I just feel terrible. Uh, I, I, I regretted, I have regretted getting that pizza since the moment I finished it last night, we, it, at like, ele- like five minutes after it arrived. Right. It was like, <laughs> we got the pizzas at around 11 PM. And my box was empty at eleven oh five.
0: Yeah, when I was down to the second to last piece, I was feeling real bummed on what I had chosen to do. Yeah, oh, it's the worst. So, I was laughing at the video we were watching, and my stomach was hurting. Yeah, I know. So, so this is why I can't
1: get used cool used t-shirts, right? Right. Yeah. Um, because uh, they don't make them. They, they don't make them like they used to, right? <laughs> yeah well they they didn't use to make them like they do because there's a lot more fat people now right that's true yeah
0: they didn't they yes they didn't use to make them like they do
1: you go to a show and try to find a double extra large fucking hardcore shirt in 1997 good luck (laughs) yeah for sure good luck right (laughs) i had to order all mine from havoc records around
0: like 98 and i still have many of them (laughs) yeah um All right, well, uh, let's um, let's jump into it. Uh, Since we're both feeling, you know, various degrees of regret, both existential and physical, about the pizza that we ate last night, um, I too have been thinking and talking about today how just uh, lamenting how fat I've become, (laughs) and uh, and and just talking about how desperately I would like to reverse the last, um, you know, about twenty five pounds of weight gain that has occurred over the last year, so yeah. we'll we'll see if it happens. Well, we that we, that's it. We have to make a pact, right? We got to get in shape.
1: Uh huh. We got we got to get in shape. That's right. Yes, we right? do. We do so have to get we, in shape. We we will be
0: in shape. Um, soon. Let <laughs> <laughs> let's say, let's say we'll be looking good and felt by the time we go to uh, the, convul- the Convulse Records Fest I, in October. I, I,
1: I have never looked good or svelte in my entire well, life. Right? Well, Not let's say Let's say relatively. <laughs> even if you look at me as, even when you look at pictures of me as like a five-year-old boy, uh-huh. you know that I'm going to be a fat, ugly dude. <laughs> there's, no, there's no question, right? You can just look at my bone structure. You can look at the way my, my sallow cheeks hang right in my kindergarten picture.
0: And you know that I'm, I'm, I'm destined to be fat and ugly. I think you, I think you overstate your fatness and your ugliness because I I think you're, I think you're a lot of people's type.
1: Uh, I am not, uh, I'm not the the chair that I'm sitting on. I'm definitely not its type. Um, (laughs) and, uh, nor my
0: clothes or my heart even, um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah for sure we we may we may be the type uh uh relative to our significant other's taste but it's certainly not the type that my uh internal organs prefer <laughs> no
1: no i i i am the type that uh you know basically religious like like ancient religious philosophies scorned as slothful right?
0: <laughs> yeah or feared as uh as barbaric invaders and gluttonous yeah <laughs> right for sure right there's there's never
1: there's never there's never been a fat hero there's never been one there's never been a slothful um overweight out of shape hero never once they yeah. they, they they don't they don't they don't get the uh the lore right yes, <laughs> the sir. lore telling of their tales does not stick around alexander the great i guarantee you he was a fucking babe right yeah there's no way that dude wasn't a total fucking hunk right of course yeah of his era sure. he was a fucking prick. He was a murderous, genocidal prick, but he was also a hunk, and uh, that's how he got shit done.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Not, not one, not one major famous historical figure that has any good tales told about them is a fat, gluttonous son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right. I about think that. the
1: closest is Ben Franklin. The closest, yeah. The right for sure. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever said Ben Franklin would look good, but Ben Franklin was. According to all reports, definitely a, a ladies man. Yeah,
0: he fucked for sure. At, at
1: one point, he was the, the, the horniest and most famous man alive.
0: <laughs> That's true. I forget that about him sometimes that it's he was renowned the world think- over for how horny he was.
1: <laughs> he was definitely renowned the world over. Th- people think about Ben Franklin. They think about bifocals and the, you know, the pot-bellied stove and they think about you know lightning and a kite and all that. No, he was renowned for his intellect and how horny he was the world <laughs> over. Huge in
0: France. Yeah, for sure. That is true. <laughs> so uh, let's, um, let's jump into the queue this week. All right. So first up, we have a, uh, we have a returning a returning band violent way this was submitted by tyler hammer i think the first time around it was maybe submitted by grant williams um an oi band from buffalo that uh used to operate under a different name but i think had some lineup changes this was in the queue uh a while back but we didn't get around to actually listening to it looks cool um if we don't get around to it tonight i'll i'll probably go ahead and listen to it on my own then we have got Paranoid with their newest record, Cursed. Um, this is a band that we had uh, on the show a couple months ago. I guess at this point, two three months ago. Yeah, um, we both really liked it. Yes, we both liked I this a whole
1: lot. Adam submitted it.
0: Adam did, and it was a band. It's a band that's been around for a while that um, that we both just sort of slept on for whatever reason. Right, uh, and this is their newest release that came out in May. Uh, that and this was submitted by uh, by Grant Williams. Then we have got head cheese with their self-titled release. This was submitted by Jay from cold brats. He, uh, he described this as if um, a band with more technical proficiency was trying to play necro style hardcore. This is out on neon taste records, which has put out a ton of ton of super, super sick shit. Um, mm-hmm. They're out of Vancouver. They've put out, um, let's see, boot liquor chain whip. Um, and those are just to name a couple of the most recent releases on there. So, Um, they are, this, this band is in good company. Next up, we have got fixed lens. This was submitted by Charlotte, who is actually, um, our, our good friend, Adam Walker's girlfriend. Oh, there you go. Um, so she said, uh, she's a long time listener, first time submitter. Uh, this is, some post-punk, some dark post-punk stuff out of Berlin, Germany. She also attached to her email, the, uh, Easter picture of Adam. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you talked about a handful of episodes again, and yeah. uh, she thanked you for making her aware of that because she said it's now one of her favorite images in existence. Yeah. Then we have got Blood Sermon with Never Stop the Madness. This was sent in by Matthias, our... Uh, our Swedish, um, our Swedish scene reportee, he said this is a, a scene report from Stockholm. This band features members of Speedway, who we had on the show before, um, mm-hmm. and who he sent our way, I believe. And Speedway actually just recently signed to uh, Revelation, so shout out to them. Then we have got Exil with Warning. This was sent in by our good homie Micah, a.k.a. Vomax. This is another Stockholm, Sweden-based band. He said, uh, one of the songs has a riff that reminds him of a Chaotic Neutral riff, which is his old band, so uh, so he said you know that he likes it, and it's got to be good, um, which is accurate. Chaotic Neutral is one of my all-time favorite Indianapolis-based bands. Then we have got Gloosh with their Time Wheel, time Wheel LP. Um, this was sent in by Scythe. Um, Scythe, uh, I've known for a long time, and I don't believe that's his real name, but he demands that people call him that so i'll just go ahead and honor it okay um <laughs> i don't think that's his real name either no but uh he yeah he submitted this with no context um just wanted to get it into the show looks like it's probably death metal of some sort black Maybe black metal, metal. Yeah, yeah maybe black metal um then we have got cronies with fresh ideas for transforming nature's most perfect shapes this was sent in by Derek m he described it as kind of uh, lightning bolt-esque um arty noisy punk stuff then we have got cut down with their demo 2021 this is sent in by my homie ryan um it's a new jersey based band that he describes as uh being in the vein of turn of the century fast hardcore stuff like tear it up which is you know hmm, definitely interesting definite. Definitely in my lane. Not uh, what I was expecting, given the artwork. Yeah, me neither. And then last up, we have got uh, a new release from a, a classic band, They Live. Well, classic, depending upon you know your proclivities, but uh, yeah, it's the new the new They Live EP, Summer of Love Canal. This was sent in by Derek from the band Old Ghosts, who we had on the show pretty early in the show's uh, existence, I believe. Um, and yeah, They Live put out a new EP on Six Two Five Thrash this year. Okay, um, I have not. I, I didn't yet. know
1: either. I didn't. I did not know six two five was still around. Yeah,
0: or they live was still around. Yeah, I. Oh, well, I knew. I knew six two five was still around. I did not realize that they live was still putting out records. So yeah. Um. So let's uh. Let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Eight. All right. Eight is cronies. Uh, the Bandcamp is croniesny.bandcamp.com. And uh, the song that was suggested to us is the third song on this EP, Pit of Freaks, which is definitely the best song name on here. Uh, So we're going to listen to Pit of Freaks by Cronies off of Fresh Ideas for Transforming Nature's Most Perfect Shapes. Okay, we just heard the song Pit of Freaks by the band Cronies off of their EP Fresh Ideas for Transforming Nature's Most Perfect Shapes. Nate, how'd you feel about it?
1: Sounds like it would fit in perfectly on Amphetamine Reptile. It does. Um, you mentioned Lightning Bolt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with that, like, effect on the vocals, all that reverb and that real tinny sort of, like, effect on the vocals, of course. Um yeah. Pretty solid stuff. Uh, definitely heard Melvin's and you know, basically classic sort of amp rep shit on there uh, along with some lightning bolt. I like this. I like this a lot. I like it enough to investigate more.
0: Yeah, for sure. This was really good. This is the kind of music that is uh, easily co-opted by posers, but is not inherently poser music. You know what I mean? This is, this is music that can, unfortunately, and uh, that can and unfortunately often does appeal to sort of like the NPR and vice Vice News crowd, um, mm-hmm. but uh, usually is past uh, that demographics brief flirtation with alternative music. You know, yeah. um, this is a band that I could also see um, doing really well on like the opening slot for like an OC's tour or something. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. 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 Um, especially because this is a two piece. I imagine if this is, uh, you know, if this is like an arresting uh, live performance that's hyper energetic and, Um, and super fucking loud and delivered in the way that this music is best delivered, then you're winning over a lot of fucking people playing in front of an audience like that, you know? (laughs) So, so, so frenetic and loud that it's virtually abuse right for sure that's that's how this music should be presented right in a live setting um but yeah i like that a lot too um they they name check melvins and butthole surfers in the in the brief little bio um on the band camp. and i think yeah both mm. of those are are apt comparisons to make the riffiness of this definitely lent itself to uh you know a, a classic melvins influence um nothing about this i didn't like it was good no. it was super fucking catchy um just but, this yeah, this, no. this go ahead Uh, 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 Um, (laughs) now i'm gonna say the artwork too is like
1: perfectly abstract it's a bunch of like tissue like stained slides of like tissue cultures and stuff and tissue Mm -hmm. samples yep um but it's like you know it just you wouldn't know that if you didn't know you were looking at cells right um yeah it's perfectly abstract for the uh for the form and to the general trend in this style of music
0: right sure um yeah this is a good package Yep, I like it a whole lot. Uh is there are there physical copies of this available via this this band camp here? I do not
1: see any uh I do not see anything about that.
0: That's a shame. This has been out since December fourth of twenty twenty. Um I guess I will uh I guess I will investigate this further because I'd I'd pick up a cassette copy of this or a seven inch copy of this for sure.
1: Their last release doesn't have anything. Yeah, I would definitely pick up a 7-inch of this. Um, the last release doesn't have, seem to have any information about a physical release either, so I might have to do some
0: digging. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, uh, yo, thanks to, uh, thanks to Derek M. for sending that in. That was, uh, that was really good. I like that yeah. a lot. Let's uh, roll the dice, see what's up next. Three. All right, three is Head Cheese, which mm-hmm. is uh, another band that uh, stands a fairly good chance of us enjoying it, just based oh, on I the company it keeps. I, I like this a lot. Oh, you have this record already? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right, so cool. I,
1: I bought this basically as
0: soon as uh as soon as I could. Okay, cool. So this came out in March of this year. Like I said, it's on Neon Taste. Um, this is their self titled release. Um let's is there is there a song that you would suggest that we listen to off of this? Um uh, they have the song Popo queued up to play.
1: I like Talk to the Therapist. They're all like jangly, pretty riff, heavy, good, catchy, rock oriented, hardcore. Um, okay. and not like in an, a super aggro way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I like track six, talk to the therapist a lot, kick the buckets pretty good, but,
0: uh, whipping pose is good too, but let's check out, talk to the therapist. Okay. We're going to hear talk to the therapist by head cheese off of their self-titled LP. Alright, we just heard the song Talk to the Therapist by Headcheese off of their self-titled LP. Yeah, that was that was really, really good, man. Um this was uh this was exactly as you described, uh rocking rocking mid-tempo hardcore in the classic tradition of American hardcore. Um mm-hmm. this is it. it has it has, you also said, you know, it's not, um, it's not heavy on the, on the aggression tip. Um, it leans into the melody a little bit more. This sort of veers, uh, closer to, to a band like, um, maybe like the harder edged uranium club tracks. So
1: you mentioned that I, for a couple of things I was going to say. Number one, this sounds like it would fit in perfectly on like SST. Yeah. Um, Also, yes, there's definitely a bit of a Uranium Club thing going on there, Mm -hmm. Um, like with just how catchy and snotty and sarcastic it is. For sure. Especially in the, like when he starts um, basically speaking instead of yelling. Right. Um, Super catchy. I mean, there's a lot of hooks in that song. Yeah, definitely. The dude kind of sounds like at times Rollins at the higher end of like screechy Henry Rollins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Um, can hear that. Or like a sassy Jerry A sometimes. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I like this record a lot. I, uh, I, I saw it, you know, like a few days before it was up for pre-order, just checked it out. I was like, oh yeah, this is really good. It popped up on the YouTube channels as it were. Yep. And, uh, yeah, as soon as it became available, I picked one up.
0: Yeah, for sure. I wish I had known about this in time to pick one up too, because it looks like it is uh long since sold out, but I should have cool. told you, but, uh, you know, what can you do? What can you do, man? Not, you some, can get the, some,
1: you can, you can get the second pressing on black.
0: Oh, okay does is that does is, is that, is that that
1: exists mm-hmm. um, coming up pre-order I'm oh sorry. by the way don't bother with one of those chain whip records either oh you you picked one up for me huh? I did a little, little, secret, a little secret surprise for
0: you a little secret Santa Claus my man thank you <laughs> Um, yeah, that's really good. I will definitely be picking up the second press of that. That's, uh, again, predictably, we don't have to repeat ourselves at length here. I'll just give you the summarized version. If you've listened to the show for any length of time, you already know that we really fucking like that and you know all the reasons why. So it's Because not, rock and roll based hardcore is the best style of hardcore. It, it is. It is the most enduring. It is the kind that, uh, it is the kind that will rise head and shoulders above all the rest to- it, Take its It's, rightful spot in the in the rock and roll canon.
1: It's the Alexander the Great of hardcore, right? Didn't Alexander the Great die a hunk at like twenty seven or something like that? And by then he was fucking emperor of all of Asia, Africa, (laughs) and India, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then he fucking checked out. Right. Right. Check, please. Done all I could do. Boom. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that's how he did it. I'm not sure. Right, we might be we might be summarizing, uh, paraphrasing, you know, yeah. the historical But, but rock and
2: roll
1: and that, based hardcore is the Alexander the Great of hardcore. Sure,
0: yeah, for sure, man. Right, they, it has
1: they, it basically. Um, everybody's done with it by the time the twenty seven. Right, right. Usually, right. All the, all the original ones, and they come back once they realize everybody loves their fucking band and they're famous, and they can make some fucking money. Right, right, right. But twenty seven is the cutoff date for most people right yeah uh it hasn't changed right Mm-mm. it hasn't changed in for fucking ever right and but nor nor does it need to it's a winning it formula to, but it always delivers right and it's and it's conquered
0: most of the known world it's conquered it has inspired most of the known world right yes i think we could say that is unequivocally true yeah <laughs> um so yeah excellent comparison there i'm sure our listeners were fucking sitting at rapt attention on the edge of their seat to see where that metaphor was going to take us next and yeah um it definitely paid off in the end and
1: and and, and if we're wrong about alexander the great then let us know right maybe maybe it wasn't all all great right but um (laughs) that's what the word is anyway (laughs)
0: that's that's what the word is i mean he's not alexander the bad no (laughs) he's he wasn't alexander the fat and ugly either (laughs) no he wasn't that he wasn't uh Alexander the uh slovenly thirty one year old hardcore fan. No, he wasn't. He uh, certainly wasn't. <laughs> all right. So yeah, let's uh let's keep it moving. Head cheese is really fucking good. I will be copying that LP as soon as I am able to. One. Okay. Violent way. This is uh, like I said, something I was going to check out, whether or not we got around to it on the show tonight or not. Um, so this is their self-titled debut EP. Like I said, they used to be a different band. I can't remember what the name was, but I think there was a lineup change or something along that, something along those lines. Um, looks like they have the first song queued up to play, so we're going to listen dude, to all. Dude,
1: yeah. that dog has chest hair on the album art. <laughs> oh yeah it does
0: kind of look like he has chest and hair he's I, got a
1: thick patch of chest hair you know this is some manly shit we're about to hear yeah uh,
0: if you're seeing a dog with chest hair and and it's being gripped by a fucking man and like dude. camo fatigues with with fists larger than his head i know
1: his fists and his shoulders are both larger than his head right his yeah. his feet are as long as his femurs yeah these I, are
0: so these are some real uh anime proportions
1: yeah if I saw a dog with a, a thick patch of black curlies on its chest, <laughs> no
0: fucking way. Yeah, no, I'll cross the street. Um, <laughs> so we are going to listen to All Talk by Violent Way off their self titled e- EP. Okay, we just heard the song All Talk by Violent Way off of their self-titled debut EP. So a lot of people, I think, well, there are not a lot of people. Well, yes, actually, more people than, (laughs) I can't can't talk today. So a lot of people, some people, people, by which I mean many, many folks. A lot or many or some. A lot or many or some or an amount That varies in size relative to your your sample size. You Um, you have heard people are saying (laughs) people are saying everybody's saying right. Um, So there there is a certain contingent of folks that feels that you know prog rock is sort of the logical end end conclusion right, like the end result, the culmination of rock's evolution right, like that like Dream Theater and shit like that is the logical ending place for the rock formula for rock instrumentation is dream theater prog rock yeah i would say so i mean i
1: i i I don't know i i I mean i i don't think i've ever i cannot ever recall much like hate breed voluntarily listening to dream theater i just thought they were like super over the top virtuoso
0: sort of power metal no no they're not they're not power metal they're definitely prog Um, Okay, but uh i mean i'm sure there are elements of power metal in there but they're a prog band um i'll take your word for it but like for me the logical conclusion of rock music is oi and this is an excellent example of that because to me i think like stripping it back further and further until you're left with just the rawest distillation of the form that to me is like that's the most desirable end result of rock of the rock music format and i think um I think Oi arrived at that a long time ago. And uh anytime I hear a newer band emulating that classic sound uh with this degree of expertise, I always enjoy it. And this was no exception. That was really fucking good. It's yeah, also I, Oh I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Uh, I, I was just gonna say it. it's it's also the um it's the like one exception or one of very few exceptions that I think both of us make for music where the lyrics are just, uh, about kicking people's heads in and going out and having a, a rough night on the town, getting in fights and acting like hooligans and being tough and not taking no shit. And we're like down with it. We'll allow it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To an, to, to an extent, right? Sure, yeah. Um, because
1: the music carries it. I gotta say though, um, I don't know if I felt as as much of a way about this as you did. Okay. I was kinda on the fence with this. Um I maybe I was just hoping for a bit more of a fucking like melodic uh take on it. I don't know. Um but uh, like this was pretty good, I guess. I'd enjoy it if I saw it live. But um I was uh in a different mood when this started and uh for in for something I was in a mood for something maybe a little different um when it started. So yeah, I don't that's know. Fair. I think this was okay um i think it's worth an, an, another listen to sort sort of sort it out right yeah um yeah so I, that's just kind of how i feel about it um i don't know when you talk about prog rock and like the natural evolution of rock and roll everybody thinks that like it's got to get more complicated right right yeah like like you know then it loses it loses its egalitarian roots man for sure. It you it, it's, it it loses the root of itself the more like we said it before with basically everything, because we you know, neither of us, you, you're obviously way more talented than I, but neither of us are talented musicians. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um in, in the sense that like um, you know, you're a pretty good guitar player, but you ain't dream theater good.
0: No, no, no. I'm not I, I, I would say um I, I consider myself uh, a fairly, a fairly competent songwriter for sure, but as, right. in terms of an actual musician, I am yeah. not what, uh, what any sort of actual trained musician would consider talented on pretty much any level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't know, I don't think that necessarily things need to get more complicated for them to reach their final form. Kind of like you, uh, you know, discussed, I think that keeping true to the essence of something is
0: uh, just as important. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I liked, I definitely liked this more than you did because this, uh, this struck me just right. And uh, I was also pleased that uh, the bassist was doing what all good oi bassists, you know, should do, which is taking that, taking that puppy for a walk. Playing the scales, not yeah. uh, not just playing the root notes. Yeah. That uh, that's something that for me always elevates a good anthemic Oi! track, and the bassist was uh, was doing his, her, or their job quite well. So I appreciated that.
1: Yeah, made it uh,
0: made it seem like there was uh, an actual third instrument in the band. Yeah, for sure. So good job to Mason Hutchins for uh, playing the shit out of your base. Um, I'll definitely check out the rest of that EP. Um, pick up a copy if there are still some left, because I was uh, I was definitely more sold on that than you were. Um, let's roll the dice, see what's up next. Uh, seven. All right, seven is the, uh, the new They Live EP. You can find this at 625thrash.bandcamp.com the ep is called summer of love canal this is like i said depending upon your proclivities the circles that you ran in in the 90s or run in now your interests um they live as you know um a staple a staple of this particular lane of like fast um fast hardcore um with you know obvious you know power violence underpinnings in there as well um not a band that i expected to put out something new in the year 2021 that's for sure <laughs> yeah i
1: mean I, I don't know um they but they have a few things i have a few you know splits that they live on i have mm-hmm. the ruination split and the countdown to oblivion split yeah, i really cool. like that they live stuff on the countdown to oblivion split
2: mm-hmm.
1: um can't really tell you what the ruination split necessarily sounds like um but uh yeah i mean
0: yeah, cool. They got a new one. Let's check it out, I guess. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, we'll just play the first song that they have queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Pull Your Car by They Live off of the Summer of Love Canal EP. <laughs> Okay, we just heard the song Pull Your Car by They Live off of their Summer of Love Canal EP on 625 Thrash. Nate, how'd you feel about it? So um, I'm kind of glad that I learned that 625 Thrash is still around. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm kind of glad that I learned that this is out because this definitely took me back to like 2000, right? 1999, 2000, 2004, and around there. Um, this felt pretty good. I like this. I like this too. Um, I think that... <sighs> you know we we really shit on a lot of fast bands anymore in this show. Mm-hmm. Um and we we it's because it's not a form it's it's a form that a lot of people do in a very uninteresting way. Definitely. Yes. Right. I felt like this kind of stood out. This was definitely in the lane of like a Despise You. Um but it had like really catchy early 2000s hardcore parts in it. Yeah, for sure. Um And, uh, it, it, it got my head moving for sure. Yep. Um, it felt like, it felt like a fucking basement show in
0: 2001 to me yeah totally yeah this 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 harkened back to a simpler time for sure and i i want to point out we don't necessarily shit on fast bands per se but we do shit on a lot of bands that fall broadly speaking into the the sort of the fast core that's
1: lane. what i mean you know I, yeah, yeah when, when i say fast bands i'm just talking about like bands that go under monikers like power violence and fast core and stuff like that Sure. Um, yeah. a lot of times i just feel it's pretty lackluster and it's it's super fucking samey yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know, maybe it's just because I got a sweet spot for a certain era in
0: my, in my heart. Um, but, uh, yeah, I dug this. Yeah. I mean that, you know, us, us shitting on fast, fast bands in, in general or fast core bands and, and modern, the ma- modern iterations of the uh, fast core genre is definitely a, a huge reversal from where both of us were at one point in our lives, because there was a moment in time where I, I wanted all fast shit. That's yes. like, you know, I, <laughs> yes. I was lusting, lusting after speed. Um, and much like you, I think maybe I just have a sweet spot for, uh, the stuff that I, that I came up on. Um, and you know, nothing, nothing since then is recreating that, uh, that level of sort of like ferocity and emotional intensity that I felt um, probably because I'm not in the same place, you know, I'm I'm sure it's probably me that has changed and not the genre. Um, But uh, yeah, like you, I, this, this hit a sweet spot for me. It did something that a lot of younger bands um, are not doing. And it's hard for me to articulate exactly what they did better than the rest of them. I do think that you pointing out that, yeah, they, they incorporated um, sort of like a melodic catchy flourish, uh, a la late 90s early 2000s straight ahead hardcore that i think definitely sets this apart from a lot of uh generic fast core and pop and power violence bands um there was enough um there was enough intact from the initial wave of like late 80s early 90s pv stuff and the early fast core stuff like you know Ch- Charles Bronson and shit like that um to feel very familiar but uh and obviously enough intact from They Live's original approach that mm-hmm. this is obviously recognizable as They Live but uh it felt like there were some other influences incorporated that have maybe cropped up over the last 20 to 25 years um that worked really well in this and I liked a lot so I'm for sure going to listen to the rest of this EP and uh and I'm happy to say that I was very pleasantly surprised by a new They Live EP in the year 2021
1: Yeah, for sure. Just to give you an idea how much of this shit I was eating up back in the day, Mm -hmm. I think I have more 625 releases than maybe any other single label. Yeah. I have 84
0: 625 releases in my collection. Yeah, that's, yeah, (laughs) wow, that's fucking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, so my, I mean, my introduction, one of my introductions to sort of, I guess, like modern punk and hardcore was and i've talked about this on the show before but it was a compilation that an older kid in high school made for me that had a shit ton of like uh six to five and like deep six and like all that kind of shit on there uh you know spaz was one of the first bands that i heard um that sort of like broadened my horizons to what what like hardcore punk actually entail. Right. Um, so, so that was like, not only was it, uh, something that I was infatuated with for a period of time, but it was also incredibly formative for me. So yeah, anytime that, uh, a band can evoke the warm feelings of my youth playing this style of music, uh, it's, it's always going to win me over. It's just that that becomes a rarer and rarer occurrence as I age, but this did it for me. I liked this a whole lot.
1: Yo, and I, and I don't think that the reason we like this entirely is because it's a fucking nostalgia trip, at least no. for me. I mean, this was legit good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, dig it. I'll probably uh,
0: scoop it. Yeah, same. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. Five. Okay, five is Gloosh. The band camp is Beverina, B E V E R I N A, bandcamp.com. Um, I believe that's the label that put this out the record is time wheel it's an lp that came out uh in june of 2020 um yeah this looks like it's on some black metal shit for sure probably atmospheric based on the fact that i'm seeing kind of a swirly logo and right forests and like a, like a wispy, water wizard yes, a flute yeah wispy haired water wizard um but you know what? Let's uh, let's just jump in. Let it, let's let's let it speak for itself. So they have got the first song queued up to play. I'm not gonna really attempt to pronounce that because it's spelled V J K H R, and I don't think that um, a bunch it's of a real world. I don't think it's a real word. I don't. It's certainly not a real word in the English language. And I don't. I for one don't appreciate a bunch of a bunch of consonants thrown together that then purports to be an actual word. Well, um, maybe it is is this is this russian um i have no idea actually it's uh it it, it
1: might be for all i know because i don't speak Cyrillic and i wouldn't know how that might be spelled in Cyrillic so maybe that is uh, actually a real word
0: it oh it was recorded uh album was recorded and mixed at home in Krasnoyarsk. Krasnoyarsk um i'm still not sure where the fuck that is but it's somewhere where VJKHR is presumably um, actually a word. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. So we are gonna listen to the first track off of Time Wheel by the band Gloosh. Okay, we just listened to the first song off of the LP "Time Wheel" by the band Gloosh, which uh, appears to be a solo project somewhere out of, um, I believe, Eastern Europe. Actually, oh, okay, Siberia. I believe this is based out of. Yep, um, I was looking it up. It's in southern Siberia. That's sick. Um, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna do an atmospheric uh, solo black metal project, being from Z- Siberia and recording in Siberia, um, it grants you a level of cachet automatically you know going into the going into the project that the vast majority of uh, atmospheric black metal solo projects are not going to come to the table with so you know speaking of atmospheric black metal as a genre um, this is kind of what I hope bands mean uh, when they say they play atmospheric black metal which is to say it is black metal that evokes strong a strong sense of atmosphere but does not take the sort of toothless limp-wristed approach that has for some reason become synonymous with that term over the last couple decades um oftentimes that label oftentimes bands that label themselves atmospheric black metal um are kind of like uh shoegaze bands that flirt with black metal more than the other way around um this was like fast the riffs were good um It was highly melodic for sure, but in a way that I don't think deterred from the, uh, the ferocity or aggression of the music. Um, it didn't really slow down during the entire runtime of the song. Um, you know, it's the middle of summer. So this is not the kind of record I'm going to turn to right now in, you know, June and late June, early July. But like, as far as like winter driving music goes, this is, this is right there for me. This is something I would put on if I am gazing out over snow covered, uh, cornfields, right? Like this is, uh, depending on what time of year you catch me, this is something that, uh, that would resonate pretty deeply with me. I fuck with this quite a lot. I thought that was actually really good. And I was very pleasantly surprised by that.
1: Yeah, I like this Uh, as much as I like stuff like this because it it was pretty much breakneck the whole way through, right? For sure. Um, Yeah, I dug this. I dug this uh, for that reason. If this had definitely, if this had flirted with um, being a little more navel gazing and, uh, um, I don't know, I guess, uh, I guess just less direct. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Right. But I like the fact that this was basically straightforward and direct. I didn't think it was terribly interesting per se. Sure. Um you know what I mean? It was pretty much just kind of the same thing for, you know, how long was that song? Five minutes. Yeah. Um, but uh five minutes and twenty-four seconds. But uh it was pretty brick next speed, and that's kind of what sold it for me. I, I liked this stuff a lot more twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, it uh it, it scratched a different itch. I would I would get in my car and like go up into the mountains in the wintertime and drive around listening to like, you know, uh, you know, basically any, any, any like dark throne, you know, anthems of the welcome at welcome at dusk. Um, any, any of like the, the nineties, especially back half of nineties, like black metal bands that were in a
0: similar, um, sonic category as this, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that this, uh, that this is hearkening back to the the roots of uh, this particular form more so than I feel a lot of contemporary atmospheric black metal does this uh yeah this worked worked quite well for me i like this a lot i mean full disclosure i play in a band that's not too sonically different from this right so uh i guess it should be expected that i would like something that sounds like a band that i am also in but that's not always the case uh but in this in this instance uh those two things certainly overlapped i i like that quite a bit i will be checking out the rest of this lp for sure yeah so um all right let's see how long how long we've been going here um Let's let's roll the dice one more time before we tackle um before we tackle voicemails. Something occurred to me um, as I was thinking about you know just keeping our our run time, the runtime of our show reasonable and also like not inundating people with voicemail shit. Something that seems so obvious on its face that I can't believe I you know haven't proposed this before. You know why don't we just do like three voicemails an episode? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why do we feel compelled to do every single voicemail that we have?
1: I I, I don't know, because I guess, uh, you know, we don't always get three. Sometimes we have more folks call in. I kind of feel obligated. But, we've you know, we've also talked. There's been times when we've just like, I'm not listening
0: to that one. Sure. I'm and, and, that one. and the other thing is, it's not like people are going to have to wait a, a long time to hear their shit. We record this every fucking week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, you know so, what I mean? So let's
0: yeah. just do like three but, but, voicemails but an episode. If
1: If it starts to like build up, you know what are we going to do a hell week of fucking voice now that would
0: be a fucking true hell week. that would be a true hell week yes um yeah i mean maybe maybe that's what we'll have to do but i don't i don't anticipate that i don't anticipate go it go in that direction it's it's been it's been pretty pretty cold lately so we'll see how it goes right yeah for sure so we
1: get like 10 voicemails i do not want to sit on a bunch of those for a while though
0: yeah, I, I suppose. Well, like I said, we'll see how it goes. Right now, I think we got like six or something. So we can no, bang out three. This 11. is the rule. If we set the rule here, this is how it fucking goes, right? <laughs> yeah, like the U.S.
1: Constitution, which can never be changed unless it cannot be changed. It, it, it has never been changed. It's the way it is, right? Right. A perfect vision um, since
0: 1776.
1: <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, seriously. Is there anything
0: in it that was fucked up, right? That needed to be changed? Not one thing. Not that I can think of, no. Right. Um, all right, cool. So let's, uh, let's roll the dice one more time and then we'll do voicemails. Four. All right. See, now I want to go listen to Dark Funeral.
1: That's, I said
0: Dark Throne. I was thinking about Dark, Dark Funeral, like Secrets of the Black Arts or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dark Funeral's great. Um, all right. So this is Exil, maybe Exile. Um, it's E-X-I-L. The release is warning. The Bandcamp is XL, x-e-x-i-l hardcore.bandcamp.com. This is a band from Stockholm, Sweden. As I mentioned, it was sent in by our uh, our good homie Micah Vomax down in Indy. Uh, looks like this is just a promo for an upcoming LP, so they just got one song. Um, well, it looks like a Two songs, History of Cleanliness, slash Idiot Face, up for streaming right now as a promo for this LP that comes out on July 23rd. So we're going to listen to History of Cleanliness, slash Idiot Face by Exil or Exile off of their upcoming LP, Warning. The history of nerve gas is one of cleanliness. Research into pesticides,
3: never be a bad one. Gouda, Syria, does this kill the dead? History of nerve
2: Let's yeah. go.
0: Okay, so we just heard the song "History of Cleanliness Slash Idiot Face" by Exile or Exile off of their upcoming LP, Warning. I should note before we talk about this too that that uh, this band features ex-members of DS13. Which so
1: that I, I was looking this up because I, I was looking at the picture of these dudes because these dudes, that is not a sound you'd expect going in cold. Looking at these dudes, right? No, th- these these dudes are not spring chickens. No, no, and especially especially I, I, I you know. I, I don't know what any of the dudes from like you know DS thirteen and, and, and you know Vileheads heads and and that stuff like actually look like right oh, nowadays. Was, well does this
0: share members with uh UX Vileheads as well? Yeah. Oh sick. Yeah, okay, it's, cool. it's UX File Heads, Bruce Banner, ETA,
1: right, yeah. okay. Imperial
0: Leather. Damn.
1: Um I've seen these bands live, but it's been a long fucking time, right? For sure. Yeah. Um DS thirteen. Um, you know, so basically like, if you know those bands, then you know, when you see members of those bands that asterisk, um, it's going to be fucking good right? for sure. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is coming out on drop dead. Okay. Um, I already have the pre-order done. Fuck um, yeah. as you, <laughs> as you should, cause that was really fucking good. I, I already have, I already have the pre-order done um this is the best thing we heard tonight by far for sure um i would not not even
0: fucking close this this might be the best thing i've heard in months i would say i i don't know if i would say it's not even close because i really really liked that head cheese stuff Um, i like that head cheese a lot stuff a lot too but this fucking hit yeah for sure i agree
1: I agree. um this this fucking hit like that head cheese stuff we said it's good it's quirky it's rock and roll based it doesn't skip on aggression but this this definitely fucking
0: knocked a couple teeth out for sure yeah man when it especially i mean the first the first song i guess because two songs technically was a fucking banger mid-tempo it ranger. sounded like a no-so song yeah it did yeah. um but then when it like picked up into that fucking beat, man
1: Ooh. yeah 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 i i i wanted to fucking start thrashing in I, my base yes
0: i wanted to fucking wreck somebody right. i was like right. fuck like, that is good
1: yes i i uh i i want this record in my hands now and i want to see them tomorrow yeah you know what i mean for sure i i there are very few places that i would not
0: travel in the
1: continental United States if that were only playing one show in the states. Absolutely, yeah.
0: I would. I would go. I would travel a long distance via fucking plane, train, or submarine uh, to get to 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 see this band in a fucking basement or a small venue for sure. Yeah,
1: this was this was really fucking good. Um, that's a fucking swing and a home run by Micah for sure. But Micah also knows what we like, right? And we for know sure. what Micah likes, and Micah has way better taste and uh, a better handle on hardcore than we do.
0: He, he is certainly far more discerning. Yes. Um, like, so this, this kind of is, is somewhat timely because I think the last episode or a couple episodes ago, you know, somebody called in, it might've been, I can't remember who it was. It called in and, and asking about the 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 cutoff, that cutoff age for playing in hardcore bands and shit, right? Right. And we were talking and it was Catfish about Catfish Jones. Oh, was it Catfish Jones? Okay, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, you know, just a- asking about, you know, is there an expiration date? And our answer was like, no, you just got to rip, right? And like this is a perfect example of dudes that uh, on on the surface are maybe past the expiration date, but the three minutes and 16 seconds of music that we just heard proves that that is not at all the fucking case these dudes as long as they keep making music that sounds like this they can do it until they're fucking 80 years old yeah that was that was fucking bonkers that was so fucking good yeah man that was really good definitely the best thing that we've heard on the show tonight and uh, i would i would agree with you i would venture to say uh one of the best things that i've heard this year period
2: yeah yeah.
0: Um, so I will. I will definitely be pre-ordering that as soon as I uh, get done. Get done recording this episode. So, um, all right. On that note, let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails. Bang out. Uh, bang out three of them real quick. Howdy,
4: boys! Your favorite weed smoking cock jerking cock smoker here, D. Smoky Johnson. Once again, to discuss a serious issue. I'm not here to talk about weed. I'm not here to talk about smoking cocks today. I'm here to talk about something else. Something that I think is a phenomenon a lot of us have experienced on this mortal plane. Have you ever in your life been able to go shit without going piss? I, for one, have seemed to come across an issue where no matter what I do, I can't shit without pissing. Is it even physically possible to not make a pee pee while you're making a doo doo. I don't think it is. And uh, you know, it seems like I'm just here to talk about pee pee poo poo doo doo shit shit, but this is really a pressing matter to me. I think the uh state of the world depends on it. Give me your fucking answers now.
0: So exactly the sort of lowbrow question that <laughs> we, that we attract on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? I have my own
1: answer. What do you think?
0: Uh, no, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever experienced, uh, I don't think I've ever experienced a shit sans piss.
1: Yeah. So, um, no, I don't think so either, but just pulling some fucking general, uh, Uh, nonsense, pseudo-scientific nonsense out of my ass because I happen to have a little bit of a handle on anatomy and physiology. They're both governed by the same branch of the autonomic nervous system. Right. The uh, sympathetic nervous system, they're, they're, they're both parasympathetic processes. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that uh, when your general groinal region gets parasympathetic impulses to release the rectal contents, the bladder also gets a little juice as well and it just lets go.
0: That was kind of my assumption. And, and uh, I would have, I, I certainly would have phrased that in layman's terms more so than you did. But yes, that was my general feeling as well.
1: I think, I think it actually is a technical term, getting a little juice when your nervous system fires. This, by the way, reminds me, and, and I don't know if this is what it was inspired by or was it was a, I doubt it because it's such a fucking obscure reference. But one of the members of Dillinger Escape Plan was in some shitty fucking porno band called Shat. huh. And they have a song about you just can't shit, the piss must follow as well. <laughs> and the only reason I know that is because they played in town maybe like 10 years ago. Um, and that was one of the songs that they played and that stuck in my head.
0: There you go. Um, all right. So thanks to, thanks to Smokey Johnson for that, uh, well, for that, that, that stimulating inquiry. Uh, let's uh, let's listen
2: to that.
1: So so okay, this was so for some reason I thought this was Catfish Jones. I guess I didn't pay attention that it was a man named Smokey Johnson. No, this was Smokey Johnson, not Catfish Jones. (laughs) I like I like these pseudonyms.
0: (laughs) I like them too, man. It's good. We as Joe stated on a on a call recently, we really are starting to get some like Howard Stern esque personalities. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Smokey Johnson's a pretty good name. If you earn that name legitimately, right? Mm-hmm. that's a good nickname right i agree for
0: sure yeah right
1: that it, 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 you can go into um a new a new suite of personal relationships and go by the name smoky
0: johnson sure
1: right but you can't if you know people you can't just start calling yourself Smokey Johnson. <laughs> right. you have to be bestowed that name yeah
0: you would like i mean i you know i love you i love all of my close friends but if any of you um you know, tried to get me to refer to you at this point in our relationship as Smokey Johnson, you would get, you would get serious pushback from me.
1: Yeah. Neither of my, neither of my names, not my, uh, my first name
0: or my last name lend themselves well to, uh, nicknames. No, um, nor, nor does mine. It just rhymes with gay, which, uh, Gary, well, Gary is nice. Yeah. I like Gary Gary a lot. Yeah. Gary is great. Gary's good. Greg is also good. I like and Kong and Kong. Greg Orden. Yeah, Greg Orden or Greg Odin um, yeah. are good for sure. But as far yeah. as like proper cool nicknames, definitely not. Right. And Chris. Yeah, and Chris of course. Where's Chris? <laughs> um. Alright, let's uh. Let's listen to this next one.
2: I saw you wearing a perfume record and I noticed that your day I uh,
4: I saw you hanging around in Austin, and I noticed that you're gay.
2: I saw you wearing a fucking t shirt, and I noticed that you're you're gay.
4: you're gay. you're
0: gay. you're gay. 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 so uh so that was aj um a, a departure from the normal content for sure instead that was just a word for word recitation of the anal cunt song i noticed that you're gay um which is classic it's a cl- that's a classic ac material for sure um definitely one of my introductory uh tracks to the band when i was just a, a young teen um and i was just being introduced to the idea of anal cunt um, any song in which uh, Seth waxed about how this or that was gay um, was very attractive to 14 year old me for sure. So
1: my my personal favorite is the song "Wind Chimes Are Gay."
0: Wind chimes are gay is very very good. Yes, <laughs> very fucking good one. Um, and and as far as one as uh, as their non grindcore entries go, um, I just saw the gayest guy on earth is another one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, All right, let's uh, let's listen to one more, and then we'll call it on the voicemails for this episode. Yo, double listen. This is Catfish Jones again. I
4: got three questions for you today. Number one, quitting bands. You ever quit any bands, either one of you? How many? Why? How did your bandmates react to it? Question number two, I hear y'all bring up anime pretty frequently. Uh, give me some of your favorite anime. I like I like it too, but I'm kind of picky. And question number three, this one's for Nate. Uh, Ray refers to you as the co-host. Do you feel like he is trying to impose authority over you? Uh, do you feel undermined by that? Just wanted to know. All right,
2: cheers, guys. All
1: right, number one, um, yeah, I guess I've quit a few bands, but that's because also the band basically quit as well. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever, like, quit one, like, aggro, you know? Yeah, I've never
0: aggro quit a
1: band. Um, and, like, you know, just it's just kind of like, all right, well, we're all done. We're done.
0: I I did kind of break up a, a band that I was in because um I was, you know, very I was young and um the drummer was our good friend Andy was even younger and um I took myself and my involvement in subculture very seriously. You you, you were a serious young man. I was a very fuck. I was taciturn some might say. Yes. Um and uh <laughs> I think I I I I was very angry with Andy for doing what I described at the time as disrespecting hardcore.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. Um, you used to take that shit very seriously. You did not like it when folks uh, didn't uh, give hardcore its due. <laughs> I, I took it very fucking seriously. You took it very seriously when people turned their back on the scene.
0: Right? <laughs> I sure did, dude. <laughs> Yeah, man, Ooh, what a deeply embarrassing uh, period of my life. But uh-uh. um, <laughs> so you you were definitely fucking out there, man. And people people didn't like it. No, there are there are a lot of people that still don't like me because of how I was in my late teens and early 20s. And I don't blame them one bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, luckily, Andy and I have since uh, rebuilt that bridge and are once again, great friends. But uh, but yeah, so I did break up one of my bands because we actually basically almost came to blows over this. Um, I also quit a band in more recent memory because um, we had like a demo all ready to go. Basically, I had written all the vocals for it and we were ready to record. Actually, the music for the demo was cut. I was just going to record the vocals. And then the guitarist expressed mm-hmm. that um, he was concerned with the fact that I might be cursing and um, incorporating some negative lyrical uh, themes and oh, yeah. Some, some yeah, yeah, yeah dark imagery in the songs and that he wanted his band uh to be a family affair where he could bring his kids out <laughs> and his co-workers <laughs> from sweetwater could come out and have a good time and i said well that's cool man but that's uh quite literally uh anathema to me and my sensibilities in every single way so i am all the way the fuck out of this uh clown car of a fucking band yeah. um so i quit that one before it ever even lifted off we, we you know we never played a show um beyond that you know i don't know i don't think i've ever really so i mean you know there's a couple instances i guess but like nothing nothing like there's no juice there you know what i mean there's no like story um nothing nothing that that had any sort of serious drama surrounding it i guess you know yeah i mean either number two um Gray
1: brings up anime more frequently than me, I think. Yeah. Um, I like I actually paying attention to anime requires too much attention. It requires too much mental energy. I just don't give that much of a fuck about it, right? Um, there's certain things I like that I'll watch, but I don't actually give a shit if it even existed to begin to begin with, you know? <laughs> um so, you know, I don't watch a ton of anime actually. I just have a, um, I just have a limited library where I can, like, I can speak the classic lexicon. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm definitely not going to like sit down and watch all of one piece or anything like that. Like, I just don't give that much of a fuck.
0: Well, it's, it's important to know too. Like, you know, I think, I think maybe my age demographic is like kind of the cutoff for this. Um, you're so kind of epitomizes it and that's the fact that, that at one point anime was strictly a subculture thing in the States. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, and then not also, not always, uh, overlapping with punk and hardcore and grind and metal, although very frequently, but like, regardless, it was a subculture unto itself. It was not mainstream. And I am of, uh, I am of the generation, probably the last, the last vestiges of the generation that was, um, straight up like walking or catching a ride to the public library to watch um you know like uh like projector screenings of galaxy express in a room with a bunch of smelly autists um, <laughs> because that's the only way that i could see anime other than catching it on like the sci-fi channel anime saturday anime block or something like that so um so I,
1: I yeah. I, I, um, <clears throat> when I was in grad school and I had just moved to Fort Wayne and have no friends in town, um, you know, when I think of like, oh yeah, I like anime. I'm thinking like, you know, Fist of North Star, sure. Shira, you know, Ninja Scroll, that, that 80s and 90s shit, right? For sure. Um, and, uh, Gunsmith Cats, stuff like that. that right. Um, and, uh, which Gunsmith Cats is pretty dope. I was just thinking about that the other day. I should, I have those in VHS, but I don't have any way to watch them. Um, but anyway, uh, I went to like and and I saw a flyer in like the student union that was for like an anime club. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe there'll be some other cool like weirdos <laughs> like me. You know what I mean? Like that 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 are like tangentially interested in comic books, but not complete, completely fucking like you know, shove my head up my own ass and That's only true. fucking like get into this thing to the point that I am actually a horrible person to be around. Right, right. right. I thought it'd just be like. Cynical, cool dudes, and you know, like that, just like death metal and anime and stuff like that. And boy, was I wrong, (laughs) yes, yeah, for sure. I was this was around 2001, and so it was that tipping point, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I could not have been more wrong for sure. Uh, I showed up, and the president of the anime club was uh well she was wearing cat ears which now i don't even blink when i see an idiot wearing cat ears but at that time i was like what the fuck is this gay shit (laughs) right and you know like here i am some hardcore dude that just happens to like anime to a certain extent and they're like singing together they're singing (laughs) anime theme songs in japanese right yeah and like trying to speak Japanese to one another. And then they wanted to go to some anime convention. And since I didn't have anything else to do, I thought, okay, fine. You know, like I, I'll stick around. Like I'm not totally fucking, I'm not totally out yet. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't know anyone in Fort Wayne and I was single at the time. Right. So I thought, yeah, yeah maybe, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, um, they were talking about going to some anime like convention and how expensive the hotel rooms and stuff were, and then me being the shitty punk dude, I'm like, well, I don't know, just sleep in your fucking car. Who gives a shit? <laughs> sure, right? yeah, of course, right? I mean, you know anybody in in Chicago? Just fucking crash on a couch, like just fucking couch surf. Who gives a shit? Like, you know, it, it's not like you need a fancy fucking hotel. And they looked at me like I was the biggest weirdo they'd ever <laughs> seen in their fucking life. Right, <laughs> yeah. a group of people, a group of people that like cosplay wasn't quite a thing but they were definitely like halfway dressed up like their favorite fucking character from fully cooly or some shit like that. Right. And, um, like looking at me, right. Looking at me in like a fucking, you know, caustic Christ shirt. In fact, I'm probably the same one I'm wearing now. That's like 20 years old. Looking at me, like I, I, I was the biggest fucking scummiest weirdo <laughs> they've ever seen in their life.
0: Yeah, man. I, I quit, I,
1: I, I quit the band. I, I, that, that was a bad breakup
0: yeah i i uh i quickly realized that as much as i liked anime um anime fans were not my fucking people isn't that Um,
1: always the way as much as i like something i don't
0: i i I hate the people that like it as well for sure yeah but like in anime it's i think it's far more prevalent like whereas in like punk and hardcore like yeah i hate the participants largely but i have also made Virtually all of my closest and longest-standing friends via our shared love of this form. Whereas yeah. with, an, I've never made a no, friend because of anime. You, you know? How
1: how could you? Right, right. How I've made you.
0: enemies because of anime. I've, I've, I've certainly. Um, decided to steer clear of entire demographics of the population because man, <laughs> so- I
1: I have I have committed rights of ill will, right, <laughs> right, yeah, because I am aware that there is there is an entire there is basically an entire alternate universe of people that think they're living anime characters, right, <laughs> right, yes, and 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 if there if there was ever if there was ever a a, a, a target right for my for my rights
0: of ill will more deserving i'd like to know (laughs) indeed um so catfish jones to answer your question um So, yeah, I mean, I ride with Nate on this one, whereas like, you know, I think largely sort of that golden age of late 80s, early 90s anime is uh, a lot of what I connected with initially and a lot of what remains um, in my personal canon, you know, Um, and some turn of the century stuff too: Trigun, Vampire Hunter D, the classics like uh, Akira, Ghost in the Shell, um, obviously if you like anime at all, the Shinichiro Watanabe stuff like Cowboy Bebop and Samurai mm-hmm. Champloo, which is uh, very slept on. If you like, uh, if you like Cowboy Bebop and you like spacefaring anime shit that isn't too campy and is kind of grounded and a little bit gritty, but kind of funny too. And very stylish outlaw star is really good. Um, I like a lot of the classic mecha anime, especially the Gundam stuff. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of actually, Pertinent and interesting social commentary there. I think it explores the nuance of war and the sort of uh, moral ambiguity that uh, runs through human conflict in a really effective way. And a lot of the mini series are really good, like um, Mobile Suit Gundam 8th MS Team, I would suggest. It's a short watch, and even if you don't have the greater context of the Gundam universe, you will still enjoy and appreciate it. It's very gritty, it's almost like a Vietnam War era. Um, Vietnam air, Vietnam war movie set in a Gundam universe. It's really good. Um, you know, if you got more anime questions, feel free to, to hit, uh, hit the email and I'll happily write you back with any, any suggestions. Cause I could, uh, I could prattle on about anime for a long time and I won't, I won't subject our listeners to that. Um, so on that note, we've got, uh, we got one well, text he has message. One more question. Oh he Oh, he does have one more question. That's right. Yes.
1: No, I don't. If, if, if. If there was ever such a thing, I, I think if there was ever such thing as an egoless man, it is me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think you're pretty close, man. I think, I think that's actually probably one of your greatest virtues.
1: Um, I, 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 you know. There's, there's very little shit that gets my fucking hackles raised
0: yeah I'm, I'm i'm pretty much the same way at this point i certainly wasn't always that way as evidenced by the fact yeah. that i tried to fight a band member because they disrespected hardcore but um i'm i'm not that i'm not that young man anymore uh and i'm certainly not trying to impose my authority over nate by referring to him as my co-host i just uh i'm just doing that because i, I you know well co-host doesn't it doesn't imply like subservience or like a secondary ranking. It's just the it's just the term used to refer to the person who is also hosting the show with you. But if, if I refer to him as my subhost or my guest, then that that perhaps would be a different thing. but co-host uh, implies uh, an equal playing field I believe. So let's uh, I'll, I will read uh, the one text message that we have this week coming in from Larry Gargas. It reads, did either of you get around to checking out the Nick Cage film I suggested, Red Rock West? I can tell you, Larry, no, I did not, but it is on my to-do list. I've just been uh, very busy since, you know, I just moved a few weeks ago and all that shit. Also, I appreciate the name Love received last episode from one of the other listeners, but clearly G. Michael Thomas won the name lottery. It's near perfect, much like Jan Michael Vincent, G. Gordon Liddy, H.R. Puffin stuff. It's tight, whereas mine sounds like a hillbilly variant of rectal cancer. Strong work, gentlemen, signed Larry Gargus.
1: Larry Gargas actually sounds like a hillbilly trying to say laryngitis. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yes. it
0: does. <laughs> That's an apt observation there. So um, on that note, if you want to call in, you can do so at 260-222-8341. Just keep the uh, call under a minute and a half. You can also feel free to text us and we will read it on air as long as it's not just a, a litany of slurs. And depending on what mood we're in, we might even read that. Um, you can also submit music to demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of your submission. If you want to join the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash Patreon.com/slash/DemoListenPodcast. $5 and up gets you all our bonus content. $10 and up gets you all of the releases on the label. Thanks again to everybody who's ordered the histamine release. Thanks to all the Patreon subscribers at the $10 and up tier. Um, everybody should be getting their tapes. They may have already gotten it. I've seen a bunch of people posting about it. Um, so ideally your tape should be in your hand already, or should be in your hand within the next couple of days. Um, there are still, uh, still copies up for grabs. Just go over to demolisten.bigcartel.com. And, uh, if you're an Australian listener, um, histamine will have some copies to sell here pretty soon. I'm going to send them their copies here shortly, probably a little bit later this week. So sometime in the next month, they should have those in hand. And then if you like the show, suggest it to your friends, um, rate and review it on iTunes, You know, get the word out. Uh, this is all word of mouth, no sponsorships, nothing like that, because who the fuck would sponsor this show? Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that about wraps it up for the night, unless you have any uh, closing thoughts, Nate. Well, we, you kept it at your one minute,
1: your, your uh, one hour and 30 minute mark, of j- thereabouts. Are you happy? I'm pretty happy, yeah. I am pretty happy. You're pretty happy about that?
0: I had something, I had actually something else that I wanted to bring up while we were talking about anime shit. Go um, ahead. That I'm just going to shoehorn in here to the end of the episode. even though, Why not?
1: We got a half hour.
0: <laughs> even though I've already done all of the closing shit, <clears throat> which is, you know, talking about sort of like true outsiders and like sort of the death or the assimilation of subculture into pop culture, you know, something uh-huh. that I often lament and feel like actual deep sadness about. Sure. We um, all do.
1: Anybody that likes cool stuff hates it when everybody else likes their cool stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. And also I think on a, and, and in, even more than that, right. Cause that's a pretty pedestrian sort of pedantic kind of complaint, but like, I hate the fact that I feel like, uh, our interests are being commodified, repackaged and resold to us by a fucking algorithm more than anything, you know, like that feels genuinely bad, like real yeah. bad, like dystopian bad. Right. But one thing that I think the death of sort of subculture in its many forms has, has left in the dust is like the true outsider, like the true fucking weirdo. They don't have a place anymore. And the people who are attracted to the fringes of society, not just because their interests led them there, but because truly they don't fit in anywhere else. Right. Right. And the guy who I bought uh, those shirts from today was like. The perfect example of that. And I was just, I was kind of glowing when I left that place because it felt so good to interact with a dude like that. He's a guy in his probably upper 50s and you know he sold me these shirts super cheap and i was like hey man you know just so you know i'm not reselling these like these are for me i'm not gonna fucking flip these for a bunch of profit like i'm keeping
1: <laughs> you these. Are, you are an idiot if you don't sell at least one of them especially <laughs> that one that's supposedly worth 500 bucks
0: perhaps yes but i probably won't sell them nonetheless i, I paid like 15 bucks a piece for him so um so I was like, "Yo, I'm keeping these." He was like, "Hey, man, I don't give a shit. Like once they leave my hand, I don't care what happens to them, you know. I just do this cuz I like talking to people and I like the fucking culture and shit." Right? He's lonely. He is, he is a lonely man for sure. And that quickly, like with basically no transition spiraled into him being like, well, you know, and like reselling stuff, it's, you know, it's a touch and go. And like, you know, pretty soon the stock or the, the housing market's going to crash. And, you know, I read this really interesting book that these guys, uh, they have a theory about the four cycles of human society, and we're moving into the fourth cycle now. Which oh, is, he's
1: he's a fan of uh, Steve Bannon. <laughs> I don't know if he's
0: a fan of Steve Bannon, but this Steve, is,
1: this is Steve Bannon's whole philosophy, man.
0: But he borrowed it from this this book that it already exists, right?
1: Yeah, and but you know,
0: he's talking about how we're going to enter we're entering into the fourth cycle here pretty soon, and that's usually punctuated by a world war and like serious depression and economic collapse and social collapse and um that like then like <laughs> for that just snowballed into him talking about how he's like really into the history of global cataclysm and how that there, there's this like society of of scientists called like the thunderbird society who believes that there's strong evidence that a solar flare um is going to happen sometime in the next like 40 years and how sure. it's going to rip a hole in our magnetosphere um, and all it of could happen way. anytime right it could happen anytime but he he said you know he's crossing his fingers that it doesn't happen but that he's pretty convinced that it is and he was just prattling on and on about like the up uh, the impending global cataclysms and how like hey man buy t-shirts for cheap now because who cares we're all going to be sent into a fucking mad wax wasteland oh so soon. i
1: love it i love it so he's he's bordering on pure nihilism
0: right yeah exactly because he's like fully convinced that sometime in the next like 40 years we're going to be propelled into like full-on like desert wasteland dystopia um and like i just i was like i was talking to Zaven about it because she's not like of that that culture you know what i mean Uh and i was just like that conversation that i just had i miss that so much like it was so fucking refreshing to just be berated by a fucking fringe lunatic who was just selling me some t-shirts i love it we
1: both we both love shit like this right yes i love engaging in shit like this it's been so fucking long but as we've said i bet you keep that dude talking
0: another 15 minutes and he says the word jew oh least. oh yes dude there is no fucking doubt in my mind that was leading to some like david eich right so right point.
1: like like here he is worried about the solar flare you know and in and, and emps basically like destroying our civilization but he's gotta he's definitely gotta fucking get a dig in on the jews doesn't he <laughs>
0: No doubt, dude. It was definitely leading you know,
1: there. They didn't do what they could have done to protect us from the solar flare, or they have been secretly working to get us with the solar flare. The Jews did it again. Damn it.
0: Yeah, for sure. It almost certainly would have led there.
1: And the most persecuted people in history are, are also the, the weakest, most persecuted people in history are also somehow the most insidiously powerful. <laughs>
0: yeah that's exactly right so so yeah that's uh i meant to talk about that earlier when we were talking about anime shit but i i like i said i just shoehorned that into the end of the episode where everybody has already turned this shit off so um so there you go we're so much for your hour and 30 minutes i i think with uh i think with editing it down i'll still come in at just like barely over an hour 30 i'm still feeling good about it so thanks thanks to everybody for tuning in and we'll uh we'll catch you on the next episode